Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... <laughs> Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> what is up, golf fam, and welcome into this ep- episode of Big Drive Energy brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app and the one and only choice of sportsbook for the golf bros. I am your host, Spencer Smith, at Big Drive Spence on Twitter. You can follow me there. Joined by my co-host, brother, friend, golf partner, and many other things, uh, Mitchell Smith, at Big Drive Mitch on Twitter. Mitch, what is up, dude? What's poppin', man? First week of FedEx Cup playoffs. I'm stoked. Playoffs? As playoffs! Jim, as Jim Mora famously once said, playoffs! Um... We are into the FedEx Cup playoffs, and this is really a fun part of the game of golf because we got the Ryder Cup coming up here in about a month, Uh, but before that wraps up, we're going to have a new FedEx Cup champion, a a new player that's going to win $15 million if he wins the FedEx Cup, and it's really cool because basically they play three tournaments starting this week with the Northern Trust at Liberty National. And they cut down the player list to from 125, the top 125, down to 70, then down to 30. And and then in, when we get to 30 at the Tour Championship at Eastlake, things get really wacky and really wild. So uh, why don't we just get into the FedEx Cup playoffs a little bit and uh, and talk about, first of all, this tournament this week at Eastlake. Or excuse me, at <laughs> Liberty National. Liberty National. Amazing yeah. track, by the way. When you can see the Statue of Liberty, I'm a big city guy, city yeah. course guy. That's amazing to yeah, me. Yeah, there's not a course with like a better cityscape in the background than Liberty National. Um, I know Bayonne Golf Club is right there too, but they're both like right on that little edge of land over in, uh, what's it, New Jersey, uh, Hoboken? What is it called? Uh, do you know? Once no again, idea. I'm exposing myself for not knowing shit about cities. Uh, it's the city that's just west of New, 
New Mexico, New New York City. Um, but it's just like southwest of it's across the river from uh, Manhattan. So you get the whole cityscape in the back, and it's a really good golf course. I know all the guys really love it out there. Um, I know when did they, they had a Presidents Cup back uh, there back like. I think maybe the last President's Cup was there, but really, really good track. And it doesn't look like they're going to go crazy low. I know the weather conditions may have some effect on it. I don't know if it's going to rain or not out there. It's kind of becoming that time of year. So the conditions could have an effect. I know it gets a little windy right there with it being on the water also. So it should provide some tough conditions. It almost looks like a, a Lynx-style format just a little bit. It's a challenging golf course for sure so it's going to give these guys a real good challenge um but real quick let's go over basically this format like spencer just touched on you go from 125 in the fedex cup uh if you qualify for the fedex cup playoffs that means you're guaranteed a pga tour score or scorecard a pga tour card for the upcoming season um the weird thing about this last season was it was actually the longest season due to COVID. It was the longest season in PGA Tour history. So there was 47 regular uh, regular season, if you will, tournaments, and that included six majors. So this is wrapping up. After these three tournaments, we'll be at 50 tournaments for this season. So it has been a long grind for these dudes. Uh, the difference is with the FedEx Cup is the points are very skewed towards the FedEx Cup, uh, like advantageous towards the FedEx Cup winners in these next two tournaments. So just for reference, Kevin Kisner won 500 FedEx Cup points last week at the Wyndham Championship. And this week, the winner of the uh, tournament at Liberty National, why am I drawing a blank here? Uh, the tournament at Liberty National this week is going to win 2,000 FedEx. Trust. The Northern Trust. Thank you. That used to be a regular season event, so that's uh, that's why it's got me fucked up. Um, but they're going to win 2,000 FedEx Cup points. So, say Sergio Garcia, for example, he's 40th in the FedEx Cup standings. If he wins this week, he'll be first in the FedEx Cup standings. So, there's only, like, a few dudes who've accumulated 2,000 points throughout this entire season, and you can win 2,000 points in, in this tournament and in the BMW the next week. So... It's going to be very interesting. It's kind of a race to the finish. It feels more like uh, an NBA season where it's been this grind of, or a NHL season, what have you. Um, it, there's just this grind of weeks and weeks and weeks, and they do accumulate to something, but it really <clears throat> ramps up the pressure when playoffs come because of how drastically the points change. So, and all, everybody's points in the tournament are times by four. So for every other PJ Tour event, every other regular PJ Tour event, you'd win 500 points for winning that event. Now that you win 2,000, the guy who wins, say, 100 FedEx Cup points is going to win 400 FedEx Cup points. So everything is just times by four, and it makes it that much more of a race to the finish line, basically. Yeah, well, I think what, something that's a little bit skewed in general about the FedEx Cup playoffs is that you basically just have to get to the Tour Championship. Well, this sounds easy, but it, all year really doesn't matter as long as you make it to the top 125, and then your only win of the year is the Tour Championship, yeah. essentially. Yeah, you can basically win your way into the FedEx Cup. Like You don't have to have any previous wins necessarily 
um, going into you have to have some high finishes. Don't get me wrong, because especially with the points being the way they are, like I just explained, you do have to play well throughout the playoffs. But we'll get into a little bit of how the the tour championship is now scored, and it is very confusing. And they changed it in twenty. I think this is just the second year they've changed it, so it's a very different format than it used to be. But so these guys are competing this week at Liberty National, and next week they are going to uh, Caves Valley out in north of Baltimore. And I had never heard of this course. The BMW Championship has jumped all around. Uh, I think they don't necessarily have a contract with a certain course year in, year out. They kind of just pick, in a, pick it two, three years out, four years out maybe um, as a host site. So last year it was at Olympia Fields outside of Chicago. This year it is at Caves Valley outside of Baltimore. So it was a course I had never heard of. I had to do a little bit of research on it, but it looks gorgeous. It's got that that East Coast feel with all the big trees around. Um, pretty tight fairways. It almost reminds me of Congressional. It looks like Congressional a little bit, but more out in nature, not so close to the city. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it looks super pure. I, I'm excited to see it for the first time. Usually in years past, they've had it at TPC Boston, I want to say. They've had it there a few times. And, yeah, I, I can't really remember if I'm being dead-ass honest. But they've had it at PJ... I'm sorry, they've had it at T, or TPC Boston. They've had it at Cherry Hills. That was the event that Cherry Hills hosted back in the day. Finally, Colorado gets some love, and then it's gone. Yeah, oh yeah, they... I don't think it's long. It's not suitable for a PGA Tour event. It's just flat out not long enough. Uh, I got out there for a day when it was here a few years back, and I watched Miguel Cabrera, who's a guy in his probably in his 50s now. I know he was in his mid to late 40s when I was watching him. He was hitting hybrids into the fence of the driving range that was like 300 yards out. So with the the big change in altitude, change in elevation, the ball just goes so much further and those tour guys just take way too much advantage of Cherry Hills. They would have had to trick it out way too much in order to keep that event there. Because I know um, Cave Valley is going to play fairly long, and with it being on the East Coast and the humidity, it's going to play every bit of its yardage. So it's going to give all the longer hitters a really good test. And then they go to the Tour Championship at East Lake, north of Atlanta, where it always is. A very classic venue. And basically, like Spencer said, the top 30, I want to say the smallest bonus you get if you finish in the top 30, it used to be a million dollars. But now I'm sure it's more than that because they've they've raised the uh, basically the entire purse. It used to be the winner would make 10 million. Now they make 15 million. Just goes to show you the, the viewership and the TV deals that the tour has have skyrocketed in recent years, which is awesome for golf in general i would say but if you make it to the tour championship i think your minimum payout's like 1.5 million or something like that so all these guys are working their ass off just to try to get to the tour championship and then so i'll go over the scoring format a little bit which is super weird uh it, so in years past they've basically tried to make it where anybody can win the tour championship just to add some drama to it because yeah remember when bill haas won the that, tour well yeah dude so that was random. one of the well that was one of the most like iconic wins in in uh tour championship history because we remember that shot basically out of the lake that it was kind of a bunker shot but it was out of the side of the lake that he hit to like two feet but yeah it was super random 
and it wasn't like he was leading the FedEx Cup at any point that year. He had, I think he made a few high finishes, but then he came out of nowhere and won at Eastlake. So now they've created it where um, everybody can win, but they make it much more challenging. So how it works is if you go into the Tour Championship leading the FedEx Cup, you start at 10 under par. So you st- it's super weird because you see them tee off and they start at 10 under. You're like, it just, ha- it just gets your brain all fucked up. And then you go to uh, second starts at 8 under par, third starts at 6 under par, so on and so forth until, let me see what the bottom people start at. Okay. Yeah, and this is like the only event in golf that is remotely like this at all. Like, we talked about the different formats with the Stableford scoring. This is a true, if you will, this is the most true handicapped, if that's not really the term for it, but handicapped professional event there ever is or never will be. Yeah. And it's basically for the biggest purse there is. If you win that tournament, you're you're collecting 15 mil, you're winning another tournament, you're you're basically set for your whole, basically a whole golf career if you win this event. Yeah, I mean Jordan Spieth has made thirty million dollars already on tour, and I think he's my age. But one third of that was when he won the FedEx Cup. So if you think about it like that, one tournament can completely change your life, and it is a culmination of an entire season. But it comes down to one weekend, so that's what makes it it's so electric, really, in my eyes. Um, and just the way they start out is a little bit weird to me, but I still think it's going to be fun to watch. I definitely will be tuning into this. Uh, and the winner, like we said, makes 15 mil. And it, it, I mean, you finish second place, you're still making, I want to say, five or seven million dollars, and it progressively goes down from there. But uh, it's, it's an electric couple weeks to watch just in general. Well, so one thing going back into the history of the FedEx Cup, let's go back to basically 2009. I want to ask you, Mitchell, just as a as a little quiz, how many players do you think since 2009, so that means 11 or 12, I don't my math isn't great. 11 or 12 FedEx Cups. How many players do you think have started the FedEx Cup ranked number 1 and actually won it? Maybe one or two. I don't know. How many is it? The correct answer there is two. So pre-cup ranking 2009, Tiger Woods, obviously he ran through the field that year. And he was ranked number one. He was 3,003. He had 3,341 points going into it, which is basically second most since that year. Um, since they kind of changed the format that year versus because the year before that, VJ Singh had... 125,000 points, so they changed... 15,000. 125,000. Pre-cut points, it says 15,000. Oh, pre-cut points. Points total, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they just changed the format in general. Oh, so you won 110,000 FedEx Cup points back in 08 for winning the FedEx Cup. That's pretty insane. But yeah, actually, now that I'm, I'm looking at this list, the only other person to beat Tiger Woods is... 3,341 pre-cut points in 09 was Jordan Spieth in 2015 with 4,169, which is pretty fucking insane. Like, that is... I I didn't really realize how historical of a year Jordan Spieth had back in 2015 compared to where he was now, like, celebrating uh, a little 
regular season tour win. I mean, he's he's kind of fallen off the fucking face of the earth. And also, I do have to mention that Justin Rose, who won it three years ago in 2018, is now no longer. Uh, he did not qualify for the top 125. He was the bubble boy. He finished 126 in the FedEx Cup this year. So uh, it's amazing what golf can give and what golf can take away. But that's what makes it so exciting is you go on a big run like this and all of a sudden your your bank account has multiplied by five or who who knows, you know, depending on what your career looks like. And it, it's a life changer. It really is. These guys are already making good money, but you can't tell me $15 million isn't going to change your life drastically. No, absolutely. And starting from 2009, you basically have Tiger, you have Jim Furyk who started in third. We have Bill Haas, like we talked about a little earlier, kind of out of nowhere. He started in 15th place pre-cup ranking. Henrik Stenson, ninth. Brant Snedeker, 19th. Billy Horschel won it in 2014, which is crazy because you look at him on tour now and he still seems like a young dude. And I still like, these guys are getting older. Like Rory McIlroy is getting older. He's, I think we're just getting older. <laughs> everybody is getting older. Every, yeah. yeah. But it just doesn't feel like it. And I mean, Billy Horschel was 69th and that was the lowest since 2007, basically since they started really keeping track of the FedEx Cup and making it the same kind of points race. Billy Horschel started in 69th, and then second to highest was uh, Rory McIlroy in 2016. He was 36 pre-cup ranking and ended up winning the FedEx Cup, and he has since won it again. So Rory's won two of the last five. Dustin Johnson won, Justin Rose won, Justin Thomas won. Yeah, and I, I, I do want to say Billy Horschel was the one that won at TPC Boston when he was 69th ranked in the BMW. He just squeaked into the BMW and then he won and catapulted himself to the top, and that was pretty much what willed him on to victory. So, uh, some obviously, as you can tell, some really big names at the top of the FedEx uh, rankings. And so let's go through our top ten this year going into this week at the Northern Trust. And, <clears throat> excuse me. So, at the top of the standings, we have none other than uh, Ryan Koenigsberg's Ryan Koenigsberg's boy, Jordan Spieth, or <laughs> Colin Morikawa, my fault. Holy cow, I can't talk today. Um, so Colin Morikawa is starting off with the lead. We did record this on Thursday, so he's already played the first round. He shot three over today. Not a great look for him. Um, but he can realistically, if he plays well next event, he's going to set himself up very well going into uh, Eastlake. And Jordan Spieth is ranked number two, which shocks me. I... I didn't feel like he's had that great of a season. I I guess he's just accumulated a lot of really good finishes. He has one. Um, so good on him to get back up where he was. Patrick Cantlay's in third. And it's just not it, – I think it's a, more of an accumulation of playing in a lot of events too because a lot of these guys are solely on the PGA Tour. Like John Rahm, I guarantee you, I don't have the his numbers right in front of me, but he – holds European Tour and PGA Tour status. So you have to play in at least six European Tour events in order to maintain your U European Tour status. So that does uh, fluctuate your points, obviously, depending on where you finish and all that. And I can almost guarantee you, John Rahm, so think about this. If he wasn't forced to WD from the tournament where he uh, came down with COVID, he'd be leading the FedEx Cup right now by 332 points. So yeah, it's crazy to think of the ramifications of that. The ramifications. Not, the ramifications. <laughs> oh wow, that was a great point. Well, well done. But uh, the ramifications of that, 
just not only in that tournament costing him money that day, but it could ultimately cost. Yeah, it could ultimately cost him fifteen million dollars, which would be absolutely insane. Um, so then we've got Cantlay coming in at three. We've got Harris English at four. He's low key had a very good year. He's struggled in years past and really gotten it back to the point where he's competing a lot. I think we've talked about that completely stacked Georgia Bulldogs golf team um, where they had basically four tour players on it. But he was a part of that team, I want to say, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, when Patrick Reed was there for a year, and then Russell Henley was there, Brian Harmon was there, um, and then you've got Harris English. I'm missing one. I can't remember off the top of my head. Anywho, he's having a great season. John Rahm comes in at fifth. He's only 168 points back. Abram Anser is at number six. And think about that. He only has, he just won his first ever PGA Tour event a couple weeks ago. But it just goes to show the model of consistency. He's had so many high finishes this year that he, he sits only 245 points back of first place going into the playoffs. Um, Bryson DeChambeau sits at number seven, uh, 261 points behind. Louis Oosthuizen's had a really good year. He's 294 points behind. And kind of a... An odd thing, I mean, if I was Louie personally, I'd be over playing on the European Tour and then coming over for, like, the big WGCs and all that. But Louie plays pretty much full-time in America. I think he does maintain his European Tour status by playing the minimum over there also. But he is predominantly a PGA Tour guy now. And he's had, we know, at least two second-place finishes this year where he lost in a playoff down at the Zurich Classic. And then he... What else did he choke away? Choked away the British Open. Yeah, Yeah, the the British Open, or the Open Championship, as people would call it. And then he just had another really high finish, so he's had a really good year. Justin Thomas, not a name we've heard a whole lot from this year. He hasn't played quite as well as he he had in the last few years. So, I mean, the crazy thing is he's so freaking talented that He's had what we would consider a down year, and he's still n- number nine going into the playoffs in the FedEx Cup rankings. So he's right up there in contention. He's 413 points back. And then Sam Burns rounds out our top 10. Fucking dude's 24 years old. He's younger than us, and he's in the top 10 in the FedEx Cup. Um, I think he's doing pretty okay for himself being such a young dude out on tour. A few notable guys that are a little bit down the list are – Victor Hovland is number 11. He's 454 behind. We've got Xander Shoffley sitting at 13th. Um, we know he's done really well at Eastlake in years past. Uh, our Masters winner, Hideki Matsuyama, is sitting at 14th. Uh, Brooks Kepka is sitting at 15th. And, I mean, I could just keep going down the list because there's so many notable guys. Uh, Rory sitting at 26th. He's 880 points back. But the beauty of it is, like we talked about, the winner this week gets 2,000 points. So anybody that's in the top 40, they win this week, they're at the top of the FedEx Cup. So these guys are really zeroed in on this week because it can give you such a leg up for the ultimate tour championship. Um, Kevin Kisner just snuck his way into the, the top 30. He's at number 29. He's 971 back. So, And, I mean, I could go down the list. There's so many notable names here. But that is the other thing that makes the FedEx Cup so much fun to watch. It is all the biggest names on in the world. I mean, we, you've got guys from uh, you've got guys from the eastern region over in Asia and Japan and China 
you've got guys from Australia, you've got guys from Europe, you've got guys from the U.S., you've got guys from Canada, you have guys from South America. I think there's legit probably players in this from all seven continents, which I don't think, I don't know if that's that hot of a take. And I also don't know why I keep going down this geographical, like, minefield when I fucking don't have a clue where any of these countries are and where any of these guys are from. But it is a, a very diverse lineup of guys, which is super cool. Like, you've got Cam Smith and Mark Leishman representing Australia. You've got Sunjay M. Um, Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim. You've got, we could go down the list, uh, K.H. Lee. All these guys from all these different places. And they're all culminating. you got Carlos Ortiz and Abram Anser from Mexico. So they're all coming together. It's just one big melting pot out at uh, the Northern Trust this week. And I think that's super cool just to see such a diverse field. And it really just goes to show you the PJ Tour, there's nothing that could possibly beat it. You know, that's you've got dudes coming from all over the world to compete at the highest level, and that is the PJ Tour. Yeah, and I think one of the most fun things about the FedEx Cup in general is the fact that the, the, a lot of PGA Tour events get skipped by players or they're like, oh, I probably shouldn't play in this. I want to take a week off, this or that. But this is when it's like grind time. It's just like the NFL, NBA, college basketball. When it gets to the tournament, you want to survive in advance. And so basically the guys, anybody in the top 70 is feeling pretty comfortable, but they know they can't have an awful Northern Trust, but they just have to get into the top 70. Then when it goes to the next tournament and they have to get into the top 30 in order to play in the Tour Championship, they know they got to go a little harder depending upon how well they played at the Northern Trust. So it's really just a matter of, you know, survive in advance twice, and then when you get to the tour championship, you got to go all out and win it. But no, none of these people are skipping these events. And to be honest, I, I wonder what the, it's kind of cool to see. And hopefully they have a crowd. I would imagine at East Lake in Georgia, they'll have a crowd for the tour championship, but thinking about a crowd for 30 people, like I don't do they roll just like 10 threesomes and then just go because there's no cuts. I think they go twosomes. Twosomes. So yeah. 15 twosomes for the tour championship. So those dudes are out there. There's 15 total groups on the golf course and it just gives a totally different feel. It's it, intimate is a weird word, but it makes sense. Um, but then there's all these fans out there just cheering on basically 30 dudes that are all trying to change their life, win a FedEx Cup and move on, you know, into the history books of basically somebody that showed that they could win all and play well all year instead of just winning one tournament here and being a one and done which if you look at the FedEx Cup prior winners which we already did you see all those dudes those are the dudes that show up and play like Rory McIlroy winning two of the last five doesn't surprise anybody he was number one in the world for a while uh Tiger Woods Woods winning two in in three years just shows his dominance back in the early well late 2000s early 2010s you know when he was just on before all this all his issues so just a fun a fun event and and kind of cool because there's a cut but it's a tournament cut. It's not a, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's not a reset, basically, if you don't make the top 70 this week and then don't make the top uh, 30 the week after that. Yeah, it, it's just such a fun event. And I do have to make a few comments about Eastlake. That place is just so fucking good. Like, it is one of the best courses in the world. And that is why it is consistently held at the same venue. Ben Hogan made it famous back in his day, but... Um, now every year it, it it's just such a model of consistency like they put out such a good product every single year that it's like why would they even go anywhere else you know and i know they sign contracts and it's more 
with TV deals and all that, but I know all the guys really love the golf course. Um, so I want to say the number, so they flipped nines back in 2016 and I don't know why I said I wanted to say something, but the par three, so they flipped nines in 2016. It used to be the 11th hole. Now it's the second hole, I think. But it is like the hardest part, th- or no, now it's the 11th hole. It used to be the second hole. It's the fucking hardest part three I think I've ever seen in my life. Like, it, it's just this little, it almost looks like TPC Sawgrass, but it's just this little cut in on the side of this lake where the green sits. And so it's surrounded by water. The tee boxes are on the other side of the lake, obviously. It's borderline an island green. But then the only difference is they can move it all the way back to 195. So they you've got this little inlet and there's no bunker or there's one greenside bunker like pin high right but anything short of it rolls back into the water anything long back into the water and the wind blows so fucking crazy out there i don't know why but it feels like the wind is always in their face these guys are hitting like five irons to this little cutout like island green it looks so hard that i just never want to play that hole i'm fully comfortable watching it on tv because if I stepped over that, I would pump like three straight into the water. Oh, absolutely. And one other thing we're going to be watching on TV starting now is college football and NFL football. And there is no better sports book putting you into the action right now with NFL and college football than DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app is giving you the chance at $250, free dollar, or $250 in free bets instantly if you bet one dollar on a college football game so we love golf it's playoff time in golf right now and it's also football time which is about the best time of the year fall golf we've talked about how great that is uh fall means football and DraftKings is giving you the chance to win 250 dollars in free bets where you basically place your uh, place your first deposit so go into DraftKings sportsbook app use that promo code dnvr put a deposit in all you have to do is bet five dollars or $1, excuse me, all even less than that, one-fifth of that, bet $1 on a college football game, and you're winning $250 in free bets, and that's there's no strings attached there. $250 in free bets, you can start your account out, head into football season, build that up. DraftKings allows you to cash out anytime. It's super secure, reliable, and it's in the United States, so you know you can get your money at your convenience. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use that promo code DNBR, and receive 250 to 1 odds on any college football game. You don't even have to win your bet, which I don't. We, we, yeah, we're, we, we we're fairly win a bet. We're struggling uh, a fair amount on the golf right now. Um, but you must be 21 or older, Colorado only, and new customers only, and restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. And one company that we've currently just now partnered with that we specifically as the golf bros are super stoked about is Canadips. And Canadips are our favorite thing on the golf course because you know... uh, I have a full-blown nicotine addiction. Yeah. Well, listening to this podcast, you guys know that we're kind of uptight sometimes, especially on the golf course. We fight, we get angry, and there's nothing better to put in than a fucking big old can of dip horseshoe. Yeah, just and relax, you know? It, it's so much nicer than nicotine. I mean, I do still enjoy nicotine, but it's a great variant from that. Like, it really chills me out. It tastes great, 
Everything about it is awesome. It comes in that classic tin, like a can of chew, but it has no tobacco in it, and it's just freaking awesome. I love those things. Yeah, and they're great because, as you know, we partner with Strava Craft Coffee, and coffee brings you up, but also CBD kind of chills you out sometimes, depending upon the person. And with can of dips, the CBD just chills you out. I literally have one in at all times unless I'm eating food. Uh, and then I also put one in kind of right before bed and it just kind of chills me out. It's CBD infused all through my body and I just, I love the feeling of it. And like I said, it, like Mitchell said, if you're, especially if you're a smoker trying to get away from that tobacco and trying to also stay away from the nicotine as well, which I've been trying to do lately, toss in a can of dip. It feels great. It, they have great flavors too. That's what's amazing. I really love the mint, but they're all nicotine free. And honestly, can of dips fucking nailed this. I always have a can on me, always buying cans. And you guys can get the can of dips at the bar. So you go to the bar, Colfax in York, DNVR bar, greatest place to watch any Denver sporting event and sporting events in general. Always a fun time. And right behind the counter, you got a, a thing of can of dips. There's like honey lemon. There's an American spice. There's wintergreen. If you're more of a wintergreen kind of guy, I know Big Drive Mitch over here for sure is. And I'm a big mint guy. So there's mint flavor. Kind of gives you that sense that your breath smells good. Probably doesn't, but you know that's <laughs> that's a, that's a different story for the day. But um, so you guys can head over to canadipscbd.com. C a n n a d i p s c b d dot com. And they're giving away a $3,000 cash prize to one lucky winner. And this entry ends August 31st. There's no purchase necessary. Head to the website today or come down to the DNVR bar to experience life-changing candidates, especially if you're trying to get off something else. I'm telling you, candidates, they're, they're not super thin like other CBD products. They're super thick. So if you like that feel of a chew, it they gives you really that same feel. feel like a dip, yeah. And no, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's phenomenal. So we're super stoked to have Canadips on. We're going to push the shit out of these because Canadips rock for us, and we want them to rock for you guys as well. Awesome, man. Well, so now we're going to play a little game. Um, Called who's in, who's out. Yeah, who's <laughs> who's in and who's out. Spencer and I are going to ask each other. We're going to throw a few PJ Tour names at each other, and we are going to guess if they are in the top 125 or not in the top 125. And some of these names... It, like we've said in golf, it, these guys can finish in the top 20 a few weeks in a row. You really never hear their name, but then they end up in the top 125, and we're like, who the fuck is that? You know what I mean? So that's why we're doing this. And then there's some notable names that are not in the top 125 that didn't qualify this year. So let's go ahead and get started, Spencer. All uh, right, my first guy is going to be Peter Malnati. P-E-T-E-R-M-A-L. N-A-T-I. He, he's sponsored by the MLB, which I think is super dope. Like, he wears the MLB logo on his hat, which I like. Um, I'm going to go with he's out. All right. You are incorrect. He's in. Peter Malnati is currently sitting at 83rd in the FedEx Cup with 1,569 points. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Um, all right, Spencer. How about Kyle Stanley? Kyle Stanley. I'm going to go... Clemson product. You, you remember. He he played well like 10 years ago. He's He hasn't really been on the scene for a while. I'm going to go he's in. He is in. Shockingly enough, I would not have guessed that. He is 115th in the FedEx Cup. Kind of on the outside looking in a little bit for next week, but who knows if he plays well here at, uh, at Liberty National, he could have a chance. All right, my next player, Matthew Neesmith. Our long-lost cousin with a knee. 
before the name. Um, I, I just, you're, you're, you got me fucked up. I got to think he's in. He is in. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> he is currently sitting 112th, so he's got a lot of work to do over there at Liberty National. Uh, and he has currently uh, 1,686 points, the same as Zach Johnson, former oh. Masters. See, I would have not guessed Zach Johnson was in either. I thought he like retired from golf pretty much. I haven't heard his name in years. Um, anywho, all right, Spencer, how about uh, Tommy Fleetwood? All right, I was just going to actually bring that name up as well. So I know this, um, so kind of lame, but he's, out. Yeah, isn't That's that... fucking sh- shocking. It, right? I bet on him every if he- <laughs> No wonder you're losing your fucking ass on DraftKings. Anywho, it, isn't it surprising? It feels like he plays well every week. Every time he's on a, in a PJ Tour event, he's up near the top of the leaderboard. Or maybe it's just a feeling like that we get with him, that when you see him in the field, you're like, oh, he's going to play well. But yeah, I was pretty shocked to see him on the outside looking in. Um, not uh, not that shocking, I guess, when you don't play well. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really know where I was going with that. All right, I'm going to go with Ricky Fowler, who had a resurgence this year. Did he make the top 125? I think he's also out. He did not make it this year, and it it just is his downward spiral is just so disappointing to see. I know he's he's the people's champ. Everybody loves him and. He just can't pull it together. But I honestly, I don't, want, I don't know if we want to get into this or not, but I don't know how much he cares. Like, he's already got his life made. He's got a smoking hot wife. He lives, he's got all these celebrity friends. He has enough money to do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. He's probably going to be starting a family here soon. And I just don't know if the PGA Tour is his top priority, if I'm being real honest. And I know I hate, everybody hates when you question a player's want or his drive, or any of that, but I just don't know if it's necessarily there for him, and he's just such a laid-back dude, too, that you never really see him press. You know, he's never going to be like, I need to win this week, I, and you you never really get that aggressive um, like vibe from him, so that's maybe just his mentality in general, but it just doesn't seem like a huge deal to him. I could be completely wrong, but that's the vibe that I get. Yeah, I know. I feel that. And uh, like you said, he may not care that much. It, you can't, I don't want to put those words into his mouth, but it could be a case. He's just, you know, PGA Tour, he's made his career on that. He's one of players, like, but he has a lot of other interests as well. And you never know when that kind of takes over. Yeah. All right. My next, oh, you go. It's your turn. Um, so JJ Spawn, does that name ring a bell? He's a, he's, he's a Scottsdale native. Where'd you go to college? He went to somewhere in California. Really good college player. Um, he's been on tour for, I want to say, five years now. I don't know if he's ever won or not. I'm going to guess that J.J. Spawn is currently in. Wrong. Uh, he is out. He is ranked uh, 175th in the FedEx Cup, which is not great, Bob. So he's going to be heading back to the web.com. Um, and don't quote me on this, but there is 25 – I think it's – from 125 to 150 or 126 to 150 in the FedEx Cup, they get an automatic exemption into the Corn Ferry Tour Finals to regain their <clears throat> their uh, PGA Tour status. But didn't I don't know. That's how it used to be. I, I may just be completely behind on the times here. Um, 
but yeah, it's a it's all a very interesting thing. And the PJ Tour, it feels like switches every year, so not really easy to stay on top of. But Spencer, go ahead and throw a name at me. All right, I'm gonna throw a name at you, and that name is Harold Varner the Third, who currently is ripping it up. We are recording this midday Thursday. And he's currently ripping it up and leading at the Northern Trust. Oh, so well, he's in fucking, the top 125. Oh, what a fucking well, dip. no, but I know he's had a very good season. Didn't he win at one point? I think he got his first PGA Tour win this year. So, yeah, he did. Um, so, yeah, he's he's definitely in the top 125. Uh, okay, I'm going to try to throw you for a loop here, Spencer. Uh, Sepp Straka. Sepp Straka. I'm going with, since you're giving me a guy's name that I don't fucking have a clue of. and is, I think he's a native Indian. Let's just not start this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that he is in, and you're trying to hoodwink him. I was trying to hoodwink you. He's 99th in the FedEx Cup rankings currently, so uh, props to him. <clears throat> I know he, he was the one, he, he did really well over at the Olympics. He was at the top of the, I think he was leading after day one. Oh, he was yeah, the he one was. that went super low day one, so... I mean, good stick, really don't know who the guy is, but whatever. All right, my final one is going to be Doc Redman. Doc Redman. Redman, he, comma, a, Doc. He, he's in. He, I think he played at Texas, I want to say. I don't know why I try to go through all these guys' origins here. I just know that they're on the PGA Tour now. But, yeah, I, I'll guess he's somewhere in the 60 to 70 range. He is 88th currently okay. with... 1,591 points. So, well done. Okay. Well done. Very well done. All right. My last one. I'll try to give you one more. Um, How about Taylor Gooch? Oh, I like this guy. Gooch again. my guy. I'm going to say that he's in. I feel like he's been up enough that he is in probably in the 90 range. He's 64th in the FedEx Cup. He's wow, so he's just got Low-key had a very good year, yeah. So, if he, if he hangs tough this week at... Uh, Liberty National, he'll be making his way to the BMW and then maybe on to the Tour Championship. Fun fact, he followed me on Twitter for like five minutes, and I didn't follow him back right away, and he unfollowed me. Like, I don't know if it was a mistake or not, but I was like, oh, I know that name, Taylor Gooch, and then I was like, oh, and it's gone. So oh, he, that's sad. Yeah, he would have been. Yeah, a, you're too stingy with your follows, bro. I, fo- I follow I, for I follow. I don't follow that many people. I'm like, I don't know Taylor Gooch. He doesn't know me, but... Looking back, I probably should have followed him back. This was like three or four years ago, so a um, little bit back in the day. But Before he was 64th on the FedEx. Yeah, if, if I would have known that, I definitely would have. Yeah, first of all, he wouldn't have followed me. Second of all, if he followed me, I would have followed him back because I guess I'm just like uppity like that. My, twi- my Twitter account, I'm very stingy with who I follow and what I, what I want on my timeline. I'm very picky with that shit. Speaking of that... Uh, before we give you our FedEx Cup picks and guys that we think are one guy each of us thinks is going to win the FedEx Cup, follow us. Follow us on Twitter at DNVR underscore golf. Same on the TikTok. We're blowing it up. TikTok is a, um, a moving and a shaking, if, if you want to say. <laughs> we we so, have found our spot on the TikTok with all the, the young kids. We found our niche. But really... If you want to ever learn like some golf etiquette and what not to do, really, that's why you should follow our TikTok because we make fun of people, but it's basically what you shouldn't do. So if you're ever wondering, like when you walk into the pro shop, how you shouldn't act, we have about 15 examples on our TikTok. So if you want to watch those, I don't blame you. We already got hundreds of thousands of people watching them anyways. So if you don't want to go watch them, jokes on you, your loss. Um, so let's go into our FedEx Cup. Let's let's take one. 
I, I let's each take one guy that's got a very feasible chance of winning the FedEx Cup, and then let's take one dark horse, okay? Done. So, so I think I've got my my lead guy, um, and I, it sounds bleh. Well, I, I guess since he is ranked as high as he's ranked so far this year, um, it's not necessarily like a shoe in But Rory plays so well in these playoffs. He plays so well at Eastlake. He's currently in the top 30 at 26, like we talked about. So as long as he stays in that top 30, he can make a stupid good run at Eastlake, and I think he has a chance to win it. Um, And I guess since that's not really a shoe-in pick, I'll take someone else from the top 10. I'd love to see Abram Anser pull it off. I think that would be awesome. I I have, like, this weird soft spot for him because – He's, like, short, and I can relate to that. Like, he's not a super long hitter. He's just got a filthy short game, which I can also relate to. Um, I'm a wizard with the wedge, so I just feel like we kind of play golf the same way. And I, he just does it astronomically better than I do it. But he, him and I kind of play a similar style of golf, so that's why I like the guy. But he's ranked sixth in the FedEx Cup, only 245 points behind, so he, he has a chance to make a big run this week, this these next couple weeks, if he plays well. So um, those are my my two. That's kind of Rory was kind of a tweener, but Abram's more of a legit chance. Yeah. So my picks to win the FedEx Cup. Number one, I'm going to go with X Man Xander Schauffele. He's currently sitting at 13th place with 540. Or he's 548 points behind Colin Morikawa for the lead, but he has gotten second at East Lake two years in a row. And he's broken through and won a few times this year and his, these past couple years. And I think this is the year he finally wins at Eastlake. And it's basically like picking the winner of Eastlake, but you don't know the t- entire field yet. And so I'm going to go with Xander Schauffele as my kind of not non-dark horse. And then my dark horse, even though he's only 22nd I, or 21st in the FedEx Cup and 762 points behind, I feel like Scotty Scheffler doesn't get a lot of love. And Scotty Scheffler's also played well at Eastlake. Last year, he finished solo fifth, seven shots behind Dustin Johnson. But we know when players get to start at 10 under, and he, who knows where, who remembers where he started. But basically, he's, he's a, a guy. Really good rounds. Yeah, and, and I'm looking for a guy that, if, it, if it's a dark horse and he's going to start back, I'm looking for a guy that's going to make a lot of birdies. And Scotty Scheffler's definitely a dude that can go out there and make a lot of birdies and try to catch up to whoever's leading the FedEx Cup when they tee off on Thursday, which is just yeah. a bizarre thing to say. Right. Um, so my one dark horse that I want to roll with is going to be Cameron Champ. And I'm not sure where he finished today. I think he played pretty well, so that's I'm not throwing that in there just because he played well today. But he has had a really good season low-key. I bet on him a few times. He's fucked me. He's taking me out to the woodshed, so that hasn't been great. But I'm, I'm going back to him. I'm hoping that he can maybe make something happen. He's ranked right now. He is ranked number 52 in the FedEx Cup. But like we said, if he has if he has a good week or two, he can absolutely make a push into the top 30 and get close to winning. So, Yeah, so that uh, those are our picks, man. Watch the FedEx Cup. I'm telling you guys, if you like golf and enjoy golf and really want to see, even if you don't really like golf that much, this it's is like, like playoff hockey. Like the, just the intensity's up. You can tell everyone's urgency is at an all-time high. So that's what makes it so much fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, thank you guys all for listening to this episode of Big Drive Energy. Uh, our golf tournament, September 3rd. You still have a little bit of time to sign up. We are giving away the free 
four free DNVR golf hats after we reach two more foursome signups. So make sure you guys get your foursomes in there. If you're just a single sign up as well, we'll get you paired up. It's going to be a great time. That's September 3rd at Common Ground Golf Club. We're both going to be there, going to be playing some golf, enjoying a lot of Breckenridge brews, having a great time. Then we got some great whole sponsors. First place is going to win four brand new Callaway golf bags. So make sure you guys sign up. It's a four person scramble. It's a good time. It's low pressure, but a lot of fun. So make sure you guys sign up for that. Follow us on Twitter at DNVR underscore golf. I am at Big Drive Spence. He is at Big Drive Mitch. Follow our TikTok at DNVR underscore golf as well. And with that, we will talk to you guys next week when we have 70 players left and we're looking at the race to the FedEx Cup and a race to the Tour Championship. With that, we're out. Peace.